cool.
right, guys. Um, so as you can tell, I told you guys all week long that we're gonna have the band Carbonstone here. We actually had lead singer with us. Let me go ahead and fix this for you guys. So you can actually see him better. So we would have been a lot sooner, but uh, due to tech technology sucks, <laughs> we were kind of late. Um, and uh, so now we're here. Um, once again, technology is fighting me. Um, <laughs> here we go. Now we're fixed. Now we're, now we're, we should be good now. <laughs> okay, it's been one of those kind of days, yeah, man. <laughs> just one of those days. Um, so I want to tell you thank you so much for coming on BTMX. And if you guys don't understand who that, what that song was, that was Hush actually with him performing that with his band. Um, and we're going to actually be playing his song Scream after it. And uh, I would like to get more of like the story behind Scream. But before we do that, we actually do got some comments already. We got Peggy Hill with Looks Cool. We got Sarah with uh, Love Carbstone. Great people in the band and the fan base is awesome too. Super live show. So everybody loves your lives. Um, what got you into Sarah. music? What, what, what got you into music uh, generally? Like, what, what gave you the strength to come out with your gift? Uh, man, it started way back when I was a kid. Um, a, a military brat. Um, a lot of traveling all over the place as a child, you know. And uh, my mom was always blasting the uh, cassette tapes of Rolling Stones in the uh, long road trips. So, actually, the Rolling Stones is where I, I first fell in love with uh, rock music. And then after that came The Offspring. And then after that came Corn. And uh, once I heard Corn, it, it was that was it for me. That's when I knew I had to uh, pursue music. And uh, it, here we are. <laughs> you got Wanda Beam uh, over on uh, YouTube saying, "Hey, Corey." So Wanda's uh, in here. What's up, Wanda? So after you said you were an army brat, was it hard for you getting into me, being able to uh, expose your side, like this musical side of yourself, the creative side, being an army? You know, having parents in the army, were they supportive of what you were doing from the beginning to now? That that's a really cool question. Um, they they they've always been supportive. They've always been the kind of parents, you know, like to to raise uh, a child and say, you know, you, you can be whatever you want to be, um, and we're still gonna love you for it. So they they supported the hell out of me with it. They, if there's never any kind of uh, never any kind of no for it. It was just just do what you want to do. So. And that's a, that's a really good, you know, that's why I want to ask you a question, because I've heard a lot of different answers where I've had Army parents, but, you know, yeah, they wanted a traditional. That's good to hear that your parents just want to support you in your dreams. Um, did it yeah. ever get hard to, when you were first coming out, before where, compared to where you are now, when you were first coming out, what was some of the hardest struggles you had to deal with yourself in order to get to where you are now in music? Oh, there, I mean, there were so many. I mean, uh, one of the one of the big ones was uh, finding my voice. <laughs> I remember when I first started trying to sing, um, it, it was rough, man. <laughs> but but outside of that, uh, playing playing rock shows, man. Those first couple of shows, I was scared as fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I was terrified. I was like, oh my god. Um, but you know, once you know, over the years, you do enough of those, you get over it, and then you know, as as you you grow up and you get older and you mature, um, you, you know, you only live once, man. So, you know, do, do you and, and do the best you can. And if people don't like it, then that's their problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when you were talking about one of the things in the beginning, um, your voice, 
was it something like you didn't like the sound of your voice it wasn't what you had in your head like can you go in more like detail what you mean by that by yeah i mean because uh, i started i started singing or okay trying trying to sing uh probably when i was uh 12 12 years old 13 um so obviously i was young as hell and, and you know not my vocal cords were fully developed and I was trying to do like vocal fry screams and stuff at a young age. And it just, I had no idea what the hell I was doing <laughs> at all. Um, so I guess that's, that's where all, all the hurdles and humps were was just, I, I was ignorant to how, how to sing, how to properly uh, produce what I was trying to produce. So once you got, you know, you are in an amazing place today and all your music is amazing. How do you come up with the Thank concepts you. for each of your songs? Are these stories you guys are telling from like self-experience or are these are just stories maybe you've heard while touring that you've, you know, you can relate to that you've turned into a message or how does it's, that go it's, ahead? It's, it's all, all from self-experience. It's all, all the crazy shit that goes on in my head or that I've, um, I've had to deal with in my life. That's where all the, uh, all the inspiration for each song comes from. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I've been through some pretty crazy shit. <laughs> so you got Anoxia in here with Hearts and Flames. She was our yep. interview two weeks ago. And that's your beautiful yes. life. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you know Hell when yeah. you have a good fan, when they know that who your wife is. <laughs> You're damn right. You, you did some research. <laughs> Awesome. So, talking about the struggles, uh, a lot of the songs. Where does "Hush" actually come from? Like, what were, like you can tell, there's a lot of raw emotion in some parts of the song that are not just the chorus. Like, um, is there any songs like "Hush" that like kind of put you back in the feelings of the reason why you created that song? Yeah, man. Um, uh, obviously, we just released a, a new album back in October called "Dark Matter," uh, and there's a couple songs in there. Um, one of the songs is called "Anyway." And that that's a really really personal song for me. Um, it's it's loosely based on the aspect that I was adopted, um, and I don't know any family at all. So that that song and it's really melodic and really kind of on the poppyish aspect, but it's really fucking the lyrics are pretty dark. Um, so that one always takes me back to the huge uh, emotional riff there, and then the actual title track, Dark Matter. Um, if you haven't listened to that song, that's a really really fucked up song lyrically uh so i loved it <laughs> well awesome awesome yeah that that's that's uh, it's it's still a hard song for me to even go back and listen to like anytime you know i every i i guess probably about once a month i'll listen to the album probably twice uh and anytime that song comes back around it's always hard for me to listen to dark matter um so yeah fucked up song love it though <laughs> I actually liked it between the song Scream and, and Dark Matter. That's like my two favorites so far. Awesome. Hell yeah. Because I like repel, yeah. like Dark Matter. Like I, I play that when I'm like depressed and pissed off. And it just helps me be able to emotionally express myself. Dude, that's 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 so fucking awesome to hear. And that that's that's why I do this. That's why we do this right there. That, that connect right there. That's it. Fuck yeah, dude. So... Um, it's where a lot of like like you guys hold so much power especially not only just to fans but people like listening to your music as an outlet so it's not just like your story it actually becomes their version of their story so therefore 
that's why I have a lot of respect for you guys that are doing music, you know, share, sharing your gift with the world, rather it be rap, hip-hop, all the way up to what you guys are doing now, and metal. Yep. Everybody has to attach to music some way in some shape or form, so that's why I say that you guys have power the way you guys do, because, you know, your, your, your voices are doing a lot more than what you probably think that they're doing. <laughs> And, yeah, I know, and, and and a lot of uh, I, I hear that a lot, and it that that can get lost on me sometimes, and I I I, I have to, it's good to be reminded of that, because um, you know I'm out there just I'm doing what I feel is necessary and what I, it comes from my heart and soul, and and uh, when people say that to me, it's just it's it still blows my mind, you know, because I'm just I'm just some guy, dude. I'm just a guy that plays music. That's you know I wake up every day and do the same shit everybody else does out there, you know. That's crazy. So, making this, making that a lot, that the newest album that you had, what were some of the hardest struggles that you had in order to get that album finished by the date that you had planned? I'm, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a pretty uh, in, impatient person, but I can be patient. You know what I mean? Like when the times, like we were patient earlier. <laughs> I, I hear a Noxie in the background yelling at me. <laughs> but um. Uh, we, we, I usually will set like a guideline or a timestamp for when we want something done. And we had already had the release date for dark matter set. Um, I think on the first song session of tracking and that was AM trauma. So that was back in April of last year. And we already knew the album was going to come out on October 29th. So that was kind of like the stress factor of getting everybody on the same page and saying, we got to get this song done. I mean, we were, we lived in the studio like that all last year and yeah we lived there and fortunately uh the uh one of the the producer and the synthesizer he uh he it's his studio you know so we were able to work that into into the band's favor but man it was it was it was chaos all of last year and recording that fucking album was chaos and i loved it (laughs) fuck now once it once the album was finally complete to everybody's liking and stuff like that was there any regrets that you think that you may have missed, like something that you wish you would have done a little bit better on and where at in the album? That's, uh, nah, man, I, I think I'm, that, that's a good question too. I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm really happy with how it turned out. You know, I, I, I remember our previous album, we did what you've become. And that was seven years ago, eight years ago. Now, um, fast forward time, there were songs I regretted not, you know, putting more, I guess polish on, uh, but not with dark matter. That's it's crazy that with that rush and getting all that done in, in such a short amount of time, you'd think that I'd have regrets on some of their songs or things I'd want to change, but I don't. I don't have any, which is which is incredible. That means that all that really came out of the soul and fucking. It, I, I I think it all turned out awesome, man. Um, no regrets. <laughs> So uh, Sarah says Crystal is amazing. Her voice is angelic. Yes, <laughs> yes know. absolutely. If you, if you want to watch that interview, you can go over to our YouTube, and it says right there, we actually did a double interview the day she was the first interview. This is Carbon Stone. <laughs> we love a Knox. Mm, yes. But this is Carbon Stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the reason why I want to ask that, because I know a lot of artists love the albums that they put up, but there's always, like, that one thing that bothered them that they wish you could have done. That's why I came up with the question. Yeah, so the, that's so, a good question. So the second question I have about the album is, once it was released and in the public eye, um, 
was it like a sense of relief for the whole entire band or fuck yeah <laughs> or did you like fuck the, you. did the band members have any like disagreements on how you know big it went or how fast it should have moved no no it was it was definitely a huge sigh of relief cuz we spent like an entire year building this up and doing all the promos and and we did the two singles of AM Trauma and Hush and and just constantly posting and pushing it out there and, and doing uh, all the PR stuff with magazines and everything. And, uh, man, by the time I, I woke up uh, on October 30th, I was relieved. I was like, oh, my God, I can finally sigh and breathe. And and uh, I remember opening the phone, and there was, like, a, a billion notifications of people enjoying the album. And, man, it was it was uh, huge sigh of relief. So, Yeah. <laughs> So, talking about doing live shows, do you have any coming up soon for the band, or if so, yes. where? We have uh, a show coming up. It's Saturday, May 21st. It's in Hanover, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's Rock on the Hill Music Festival, and we're going to be there with Flaw, Tantric, and Jimmy's Chicken Shack, uh, and a ton of fucking bands. It's going to be an all-day festival event, so. Yeah, that's uh, actually, BTMX is actually going to be there covering it. Where we doing no shit. stuff yeah so <laughs> i'll meet I'll, I'll see you there yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome hell yeah man cool yep and then after that we have a, a show booked uh i think it's july 30th um that's gonna be at love drafts in mechanicsburg pennsylvania and that's gonna be with dawn of ashes and they're a huge gothic industrial metal band from california so um i'm stoked to play that show with those guys they are fucking they're wild they're wild that, yeah, they have an amazing set of lyrics, too. Especially if you're yes. into, like, that type. You know, if you're trying to, like, evolve your playlist, definitely listen to bands like yours and theirs. It's a good clash. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because you both have, like, that heavy side, but then you both have, like, that mellow, like, almost, yeah. like, theater-type theater sound when you want to try to calm people down. So that's what I love about you guys' music. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. So we got actually got um an, uh, another artist in here, Death of Zenith. He that's a project. It's actually owned by Caleb Strauss. He says, "Hey guys, how are you?" Um, what's up? What's up? Uh, he's actually he, he was actually the lead singer, still is the lead singer for the band MZMZ. <clears throat> then he kind of went on his own to do his own project. Uh, cool. Death of Zenith. He, that would be a good concert to actually see you guys do together. You, him, and uh, another up and coming artist, Sam Azroth. Uh, they have a unique sound too. Like if I have like if I could have any concert, I'd want it to be you, your wife, and <laughs> like a, I'd <laughs> yes. have like three yep. days of like music going. <laughs> That'd be badass. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, talking about like throughout your whole your whole music career, has there ever ever been a time where you kind of got in your own way of success, and how did you figure that out for yourself and get around it? That's a great question. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I did do that. I did do that. Um, that was back when we did the hiatus. Uh, we, More importantly, I did. I, I burned myself out completely uh, back right after we dropped the What You Become album. So kind of halted everything, put the brakes on everything, um, jumped in a, a different musical project uh, probably about six months later. And, uh, you know, that, that's that's the biggest spot right there. Had I not, you know, put the brakes on Carbison seven years ago, you know, I imagine where where the band would be right now. But 
with that being said, everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm sure that Dark Matter wouldn't be the album it is right now if, if that hiatus had not happened seven years ago because I wrote a lot of those songs during that hiatus. <laughs> so Crazy. <laughs> actually, it actually makes sense that you took time out to actually become more creative and re- unique the sound that you wanted the band to have. So, because yep. I, I, it probably felt to you like you just got done saying the last album that you made, there was a lot of things that you wish you would have finished. But on, but now with the with you taking that five five years off, you took that to unique the sound that you were going to put your emotion to, and you could definitely yep. tell the difference between that this album and the very last album. How much yep. emotion is actually into it? Like, what songs are really like getting to you guys while you guys are playing? Yep, yep. You can you can totally hear. It. <laughs> Fuck. So the next question I have for you is, um, what information would you co- give all these up and coming artists that are just you know don't have big names yet, don't have the networking that most people do? What can you suggest to them to keep being successful? Uh, I mean, rule number one is don't be a dick that's number one rule period you know what i mean that's done just try to be don't try to be but give give other people a chance always give other people a chance you know um because everybody everybody out there's fucking struggling uh you know not necessarily with, with music but i'm just talking about life in general so um th- that's my best advice to any any artists out there trying to make a career in music is is just just be genuine. Just, you know what I mean? That's it. Everything else will fall into place. That's it. Cra- yeah. I know. Crazy answer. I, you weren't probably weren't expecting. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't expect you to get that answer, but that's what I would like to hear. Um, because, you know, I think a lot of the, a lot of times the artists get too, like they get so much fame and they kind of forget where they came from. So they, yep. don't, they stop seeing the fans as fans as more as a number. And I think yep. that's where the, the disconnect comes through. Even though they have amazing music, they're shitty people. So... You ha- you ha- yeah, dude, but but your fans make you. you you're, they're, they're, those are the people you know you want to always have in your corner. And you need to be in their fucking corner. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, you could be the best artist in the world. And like you said, be a complete douchebag, and no one's going to listen to your shit. And it's kind, it's fuck everything. Kind of axes out right there. It's pointless. That's stupid. You know. So, just just be a good person. That's it. That's that's my advice. So the next question I have for you: When you're up on stage and you're covered in sweat, and you close your eyes in the middle of singing the song, what is the feeling that's running through your head when you open your eyes out and you see your fans reacting the way they do to your music, knowing all the lyrics, keeping up with you during the songs, crying, you know, jumping around? What is the emotion that runs through your head when when, the, when you open your eyes and see that? I can't even describe that. So uh, that's 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 really that's a really good question, man. Um, because we just recently had that. That was uh our our first show and after the hiatus and man, it was, um, I speechless, you know what I mean? It was, it was so amazing. You know, it was amazing to see that and to see the fans out there singing and, and screaming back at us and, and knowing the songs. I mean, it's indescribable, you know, that's born to do this <laughs> fucking incredible born to do this. Hmm. 
So, did your band ever collab with other artists, like, outside your guys' genre? Would you guys ever do that? And how would one go about collabing with you guys if you guys do collab? That's a great question, too. Um, I mean, we're definitely open for collabs. We're absolutely open for collabs. Um, you know, as, as you know, we, we, we obviously collabed with Anoxia on Dark Matter and way back with What You Become. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm totally down for having... Uh, some some hip hop incorporated maybe into one of the songs with another artist or something like that. So, um, you know, sky's sky's always the limit. And what do you expect of somebody trying to come at you guys for a collab? What do you expect from them, like on a professional level and a personal level? What what would throw you off from them, and what wouldn't? Professionalism number one, um, and and they'd have to have. You know, it'd be have to be an awesome products. You know what I mean? It, you know, just it had to be, uh, I guess, badass, and they'd have to be cool and down to earth. No, no, no ego. We don't, we don't, no ego. Just, just be real and and, and present a cool product, and we'll go from there. Now, um, talking about you want so. You guys have a plan for a new album coming out yet, or any tracks that are about to be released? Or are you guys holding that back in the studio for next year? Uh, we're we're gonna hold off until next year. So we're gonna spend uh, the rest of this year um, playing playing shows and and I guess writing new material and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so we, we you probably won't hear any new new music from us until sometime in 2023. God, it feels so fucking weird saying 2023. <laughs> oh my god. Why is it, dude? It's I can't believe that this year's already flying. By the way, it is insane. Yeah, almost over. Uh, yeah, I know, right? What the fuck? <laughs> so, oh, so since you are doing a lot, a lot of live shows, I, I asked your wife this question, so I'm going to ask you it too. If you could play at any place in the world, I mean, literally any place in the world, and make it your concert scene, where would it be? Uh, I, I it's Red Rocks. I think I think it's called it's Red Rocks, right? And it's called Red Rocks out there in Cali. Or am I fucking wrong? Do you know? <laughs> Fuck. I got I, I we actually uh, have artists that signed to us out in the Cali. I can ask them later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's where it is. I, th I think that's where it is. I've never been there, but I think that'd be cool as fuck to play there. I'm positive is what it's called. If it's not, when I watch this interview back, I'm gonna go fuck. <laughs> Whoops! Oh shit! So, so yeah, so anywhere outdoors. How about that? I love, I love out, I love nature. I love being outside. So anywhere outdoors, as long as it's not 107 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that's usually Texas, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It's like everywhere. It's like everywhere. I'll deal with it. Fuck it. <laughs> so with your wife being in music and you guys both having your own project, does that ever get hard on the family life at all? Like your guys' projects, do they ever get in, in the way of each other? Um, yes. That's, that's a really good question as well. You got good questions. Um, it's tough because uh, as – as Crystal says, is it's the balance. We got to find the balance. So it, it, it's really tough because we're we're doing two bands. 
simultaneously. Uh, we both have day jobs, obviously, because music never pays the bills. And, uh, you know, and then we have, we got, we got, have our own time. We got to make time for each other. So, um, and we have, uh, we have six fucking cats and six fucking chickens. And, uh, <laughs> we got, I mean, she, she's freaking snow white, man. Like if there's, if there's a stray animal out there, like 20 miles away, it'll find its way to our fucking house. I promise you yeah, every time, you know, so that's how we got all these animals. And now I'm like, the, the door's shut. No more, no more fucking animals. We We're done. Yeah, but see, that's where right you now, messed up. You told her the door was shut, but you didn't tell her the yard was off limits. No, well, that's why we got six chickens in the yard. That's right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that's it's it's all about the balance act. And we're still that's a constant effort. We're constantly working on it. Um, but you know, we're we're still we're still good and we're still kicking ass. So uh, it's a it's a fucking wild ride. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, I figured that would be a question because I know it has to be somewhat hard for you guys to spend time with each other and then you being on tour and then her trying to get back in the studio for the album she's trying to do and then your projects don't always collide so that's why I wanted to ask that if it ever just got too hard. We have a 10-hour studio session tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? It's it's for Anoxia, so yeah. (laughs) So, Lushka's going to have it together. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. We'll both be there 10 hours. <laughs> Good so, shit. D- does it ever get overwhelming sometimes though? It does. It does. Yeah, cuz I mean, I have I have notes for my notes and lists for my lists for my lists and it's it's like I said, it's so two bands at the same time simultaneously with with you know, trying to do PR stuff and and record and all that stuff that that's why i'm happy the carbonstone recording is all you know kind of chilling out for a bit because we can focus on the anoxia stuff too so um yeah it's it's chaos but like i said i love it you know i love it it's definitely fucking crazy thank you i'm a gemini so i'm crazy (laughs) it's all right we're all crazy here (laughs) (laughs) so um when we're gonna read some of the comments we got uh Sarah with Odin. We got Soul Odin. Snatchers. Yeah, we got Soul Snatchers with Hey Fam just stopping in and, sh- and showing some love. A lot of people could come in. If you guys don't do not know who this is, this is the lead singer of the band Carbon Stone. We've been doing the promo all week. How did you like that promo that we made for you? That's badass. Did a fucking awesome job with that. I was not expecting the full song. <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. Yeah, I worked really hard to make sure I had the full song. <laughs> yeah, you, you nailed you nailed it, man. You nailed it. It's great. Awesome. So, so um, definitely been trying to get this around for the week because I want everybody to get their questions ready to ask. If they have any questions at all, please put them in the comments, and I'll make sure your voice is heard because your voices are important here at BTMX, especially when we have interviews. Because they, you know, if you have something I'm not asking, you guys want answers to, I can ask them. Yep. <clears throat> awesome. So, is there ever is there ever going to be a live concert with both of you, both bands on the stage at the same time, and how is that going to work? <laughs> I'm going to say that's a yes. Uh, um, it's it's uh, it's going to be crazy. Fuck <laughs> it. It'll be uh, it'll be difficult, but uh, we'll be able to pull it off. See, that's that's the thing. Um, that that I'm you know I I try to stress, and a lot of bands. Uh, I guess don't fully get it, but when you're when you're doing two bands simultaneously, it's it's double everything, man. It's it's double rehearsals, it's double 
double, double the stress, double, double the studio time. You know what I mean? So there's so much that goes into it. And if we play, you know, a show together, it's double the set. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to happen eventually. It's definitely going to happen eventually. And, uh, I'm just trying to get myself mentally prepared for it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause fuck. <laughs> so, um, next time you go to stage, it's going to be here over here in uh, Pennsylvania at the mm -hmm. music festival. And, uh, are you going to be there for the full festival or just a couple, like one day? Um, we, I don't think I'll be there first thing in the morning. I know our guitarist Neely will. Um, we're, we're doing a, a lot of the backline supply for all the bands, actually. So um, he'll be there first thing, and I'll probably get there, uh, I don't know, probably around, <laughs> I'm going to say 1 o'clock. I'll say probably 1 o'clock, 12 o'clock. I don't, I don't want to show up like halfway through it, you know what I mean? Because everybody else is out there kicking ass, too. So um, I'm going to get there as early as I fucking can. <laughs> I just I, I can't I can't start drinking until probably about four o'clock. How about that? So and who, are you guys gonna actually have your uh, somebody gonna be running your merch table and stuff like that for at the show so people can buy merch and hard copies of your album and stuff like that? Yep, that that that's uh Crystal's gonna be handling that situation for us. Thank God. Now, is there any way? Is there like I I know there's one question and there's a lot, especially since you've been doing a lot of lives that I've actually had for my own staff. Is if somebody buys your merch, is there extra way they can pay extra money to have like the band sign it for them and stuff like that? Or how they don't have to do that. that. They can just fucking ask us to sign it, and I'll make sure it gets signed. We're not gonna charge you extra to sign it. We don't. We don't do that. Okay, because I know there's a lot of like a lot of bands ask for you know money. That's why I wanted to make sure that everybody knew when they got to buy their merch, if they want to sign what they had to do to ask. Yeah. Nope. You buy the you buy the merch. That's it. That's done. And if you want us to sign it, we'll st we'll sign whatever you want us to sign. So that's it. We're, we're not going to charge you for it. So Wanda Beam says that was cool. Uh, she also goes on to say, "I love that dark uh, uh, dark matter album. Album Phantoms is one of my favorite. What's the story behind? Yes. Yeah. What she wants to know? What's the story behind Phantoms? Ah, oh, Phantoms, man. Um, that that is really crazy." Way back in the day, Neely writes some really off the wall shit. He uh, he writes, you know, he, he writes some good parts, but he, he he can't really put it all into the fucking cool, you know, three thirty song structure. So he'll always come at me with riffs and stuff. And uh, he had the, that really cool arpeggio riff in the verse for Phantoms. And uh, we spent years trying to work that into a song, and it never happened. And then the hiatus happened. And then when the hiatus, you know, that came off and we got back together, I said, uh, let's go start going through your bag of, of recorded guitar parts. And that part came back up and I said, oh, my God, I remember that part. I said, we have to make that a song now. We have to write the song around that. So so um, we spent one, I think it was a Wednesday evening, and we literally wrote the entire song Phantoms around the verse, the pretty verse guitar part. Um, so that's how Phantoms came to be. And then um, the lyrics, you know, obviously we, we, we all have, you know, inner demons and, 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 you know, dark emotions and stuff. And that's where the lyrical inspiration came for, uh, came for Phantoms. So that, that was really, I'm, I, I'm really happy with how that song came out. That's definitely like a song I would expect you guys to play when you first start the concert, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, we played. We play, Yeah, we played it at the last show. Yep. Yeah, because it, it just get, it brings you into the the especially if you're playing more songs off that album, 
it brings you yep. deeper into the album. But the yep. most, you know, it helps you mentally that's, prepare. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely that's definitely one of my personal favorite songs. Is Phantoms for sure. So you just you you done a music video for the song Scream. And yep. I, I, my, like I said, that's one of my favorites. Um, what was the story behind that? How did the concept of the song Stream come about? Um, how did the sound get you know to where where it is now? And uh, what, what gave you guys the ideas for your music video? So so again, I'm I'm a crazy Gemini, and uh, so I wrote the initial skeleton structure for that song. It was in October. It was like uh, maybe the week before Dark Matter dropped, and obviously we are so far past being able to put that on the fucking album <laughs> and then uh it just i don't know it all clicked in my head it was like okay let's um let's go ahead and just drop a single like a couple months after we dropped this album and uh and a, I, a lot of bands don't do that so i said fuck it and um but the the inspiration for that was uh just it's kind of like an, an anti-hater anthem you know what i mean because there's there's always people out there no matter what you're doing they're going to fucking disagree with it and they're going to be assholes about it. So it's kind of, you know, it scream just popped in and said, you know, just a huge, huge fuck you to all the haters out there, man. And just keep doing what you, what you feel is right. And just, just that's it, man. That's where the inspiration came from. And, uh, I also, I also felt that I didn't curse enough on the dark matter album. So I, I want, I wanted to make up for it in one song. <laughs> so we did. <laughs> And you guys will be hearing the song that we're talking about scream right after this interview, so you guys can see what we mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of language. <laughs> I, I like. I, I think you missed a couple. Missed a couple spots where you could have done something. <laughs> I, 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 sh- I should have. Well, I was trying to keep the radio edit in mind for the for the terrestrial radio station. So, yeah. so yeah, there there is a radio edit, it's, and it's out there. Uh, it's spinning on stations right now, but uh. Yeah, so, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> so, yes. if you didn't know that, actually, BTMX is not just a podcast. We're also a radio station. We're gonna our radio station is gonna be dropping in twenty twenty three. So, if you want to submit your music to us, we'll put it. We don't need radio edit. Our radio station is the first radio station that's not gonna make an artist redo their music for us. We're actually gonna just, we just want the raw talent. If nobody Good wants, shit. and it already has a warning label saying it's for a mature audience. The whole radio station. There you go. So. It's on you from that. Yeah, I'll, de- I'll definitely, yeah, I'll definitely hook you up. Fuck yeah. Because I definitely want to get that music playing out there, especially all, like I don't like the radio edits because it takes away from the song, especially some of the emotions. Ninety percent of the time, you don't yeah. get to hear it. Yeah. Um. So, is there anything that you would like to tell your fans that maybe we haven't touched on yet? Uh, I mean, um, I love all of you. That I mean, for, for sure, right there. I mean, but like I said earlier, we're we're nothing without the fans. We're we're nothing, and uh, we have such an awesome fan base. We have a um, there's a Facebook group we have. It's called the Carbonstone Traumatics. Um, we're, we we constantly post in there every day, and, and the fans constantly post with us and interact. And you know, um, the band members we make fun of each other. We do a lot of con- <laughs> we do a lot of contest challenges and merch giveaways and stuff. And like I said, the fans are, the fans are, they're incredible, man. They fucking tons of awesome interaction. It's, it's family. It's all, it's all family in there. So, um, I love y'all. That's, that's what I got for the fans. So definitely, uh, I know what group you're talking about. Cause I'm a part of it. 
Um, so I yes. definitely will be sharing it back on BTMX. So you guys will actually have the link with it. And if you guys pay very close attention to his promo, um, you can that every single link that's for the band is right there. You can't miss where yep. they're at. Um, another good thing is is also I have also found their Spotify for you guys too. A lot of you guys do Spotify playlist. Add them to it. Make your Spotify make your playlist a lot better for the world to hear, especially with a lot of amazing artists like him and you know his amazing wife. Um, yes. You got Wanda Bean was saying thank you, Corey, for you know telling the story behind Phantoms, and uh, she also sent you some hearts. So um, thank you, Wanda. So the last question I want to ask, and I asked this to everyone, and your wife probably warned you about this, but if, for instance, you're at a concert, right, and you you know you just got done doing a full set, and you got off stage, and you see somebody walk up to you, and say, "If it wasn't for your music, I would be dead. You saved my life." How would you react to that? I just had that happen to me a couple weeks ago, literally word for word, uh, and it it stopped me dead in my tracks, man. It it stopped me dead in my tracks, and um, I gave this person a huge hug, and I said, uh, I, I, "I'm so happy to hear that that I could help, and the music could help," and, and that's it. That's fucking crazy. That's you know what I mean. Like I, I even posted about it. On, on my personal Facebook the, the following day because it, it it shook me to my core I think is what I said so that's that's incredible and music saved my life when I was younger too so um, I, I totally fucking that I feel that like in my soul so hell yeah music is the power of the world that's what people don't understand and when you got it artists is. like you that are amazing out there sharing not only just your music, but also the personal experiences and stuff like that with everybody in the world. That makes you a lot more successful than the artists who forgot who they are. Because yep. then they can't connect with them and have them understand that how much, you know, what you guys mean to that person. So that's why I like to ask that for every artist I interview. It's an um, awesome question. Incredible. Because even though we kid around here at the Underground Show and get a little dark, we still cover mental health awareness. Just for simple fact that it is a real thing, and music does. Yes. Music does heal scars more than actions or words does in one life. So, uh, lyrics are the only way that most scars get healed, or have somebody have the power to talk about what's going on in their life or express to a loved one. So that's why it, music is important. It's that connect, and that's uh, me growing up and connecting with with bands like. Um, corn and all that it's it's for me it's when you hear somebody else out there speaking or singing what you're feeling inside that helps you to not feel alone and that's exactly why i was able to connect with corn and all and, uh, you know tons of other bands out there with those deep lyrics is that it makes you feel like you're not alone and that's where you know what i mean so that's incredible Yep. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> it was it, it was all good. It was it was more me than you.